Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Social Circus. I am your host each and every week, Sarah Thompson, and today I am thrilled to be joined by one of my delightful clients, uh, Chris from Head to Heart. Welcome, Chris. Thank you. Oh, I'm excited to be here, Sarah. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. I'm actually really well, thrilled to have you. Oh, thank you. I'm so thrilled to have you on because I am, I've worked with you obviously for a couple of years now, and I truly love what it is that you do in terms of helping women like myself. And I'm really excited to see what you've got to share today. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself because I find sometimes reading bios is a bit dry. So tell us a little bit about what you do in terms of inside your business. What services and things do you provide for people? Oh, right. Well, uh, my business is called Head to Heart and I'm all about helping women um, move from that place of self-doubt and uncertainty to um, a, a place of feeling clarity again and finding their inner strength, you know, mm -hmm. so that they can begin to feel more abundant in their, and joy too, in their lives and in their careers or their businesses. And especially when we get, I feel like between that 40 to 65 age group, even 70, I have a client who's 80 at the wow. moment. Just oh, I love that. <laughs> and, um, you know, because sometimes we are giving so much to others all the time yes. that we get exhausted from that and we get overwhelmed and we forget what really matters to us. Like if you ask some people, most people, what really matters to you, a lot of us can't articulate it yeah. in the moment. You know, it's uh, so it's about getting really clear, helping you get really clear about what really matters to you so that you can start Living a life by choice and not by chance. That's what I love. I love that little saying. Oh, I know. I was just thinking when you said that, I love that too. So um, love, and then, and I'm guessing my listeners are like, oh, I'm excited for her to be on the show because so, it's going to land for a lot of people. But the question I always ask everyone when they come on is what inspired you to start your business? Now, I know that you have a bit of an interesting journey and um, please feel free to share as much of that as you would like to because I guess it is part of how you arrived where you are now. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I I call it any ordinary day and your life will be changed forever. You know, we had one phone call and our life was pivoted 180 degrees. Um, when our son had a, a, an accident in Bali and we had to organise a medical international emergency evacuation for him within six hours to get him out of Bali before they operated on him. Because uh, they'd come up with a completely wrong diagnosis, and um, so th that that just changed our lives. We we were just ordinary people going about an ordinary day in the morning. Yes, and um, by that afternoon, that evening, we were booked on a flight to fly to Perth. Yeah, uh, to, to meet Tom um, when he arrived uh, from Bali to Perth because he was originally coming to Brisbane through the night. I'm sitting up talking with the emergency evacuation team and. It was all go to come to Brisbane and then Tom started to fade. So we nearly lost him in per, in, in Bali and mm. and it was only due to the fact that the Australian nurses and, and paramedics turned up there that saved his life from the amount of morphine that they were pumping him. Wow. 
Um, and and then they just said, look, he has to go to Perth because Perth's the the, the closest place. And of course, it's the furthest place from Brisbane. <laughs> but we, you know, we we were on a flight the next morning. Um, so in twelve hours, twenty four hours, you know, our life was completely changed. And it was after this this time um, that I went into a really dark place for like many years, Sarah. Like I didn't even realize that I was just working on autopilot, you know, mm. looking great on the outside, um, but just nothing mattered to me anymore. Like nothing seemed like it mattered. Because- and I know that you've expressed, and uh, I remember you saying this because I have I feel like I, I've definitely done this and I'm certain that the people listening to this have done this. When you've gone through a really hard thing and it's great at the beginning because you get lots of support, but then things keep going on and people kind of wane and then people do check in and ask and you're like, oh, no, I'm doing really well. And you have this really great brave face that you put all the time and you can almost convince yourself that you're doing really well, can't you? And you said to me, you used to reply saying, yeah, I'm like I'm coping really well with all of the life's challenges. And and underneath that wasn't really what was going on, was it? Not at all. Not at all. You, you just got to a place where people would say, how's Tom and how are things going? And you just got to go, yes, we're, we're going great. Yeah. yeah, it's all good. You know, we're fine because you couldn't, a few things that you felt, you didn't want to burden anybody else, right? You didn't want anybody to feel how you felt. Yes. And also too, a lot of people couldn't hold that space. Like yes. they're, they're just. It's a polite inquiry. Yes. yes, it was a, that's what we realized. Cause sometimes you find yourself going in the early stages, you'd be going da, 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 and you just see their eyes glaze over and you think, oh, it's too much. And. Yes. You just had to kind of pull back and look after yourself. Um, and that's where I found myself for a really long time. In that yeah. molding pattern of coping, um, putting on a really brave face. And from the external world, you probably look like a superwoman um, that you ha- were juggling all these balls and looking um, like, you know, like a swan and being all these things. But underneath that, there was a lot going on. And so that's kind of what inspired you was that the struggles that you were having to start this business of connecting head to heart kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I met a coach uh, through one, you know, how you have one of these inspired moments where it's one step leads to another, leads to another. And I met this yeah. incredible woman who changed my life, um, who saved my life, I have to say. Um, wow. And that really got me thinking, um, you know, I'd always worked in businesses where I'd helped women. We'd had childcare centres and resorts and and a lot and most of the people who work in those environments are women. And yeah. I realised that I'd always worked and inspired women to be their best and and um, take out. And I thought, you know, I I understand now what's happened to me. I really want to help turn my pain into my passion. You know, like yeah. turn that around. And so I realised there were a lot of women who are living just like that. <laughs> you know, autopilot. Yeah, have to work, home to work, home to work, looking okay, dressing up or doing whatever we need to do to get out there, the kids, the families, the elderly parents, that all of those roles that we take on yes, completely exhaust us and drain us. And, you know, I think you said to me too, we had this conversation earlier about being lonely, you know, like yes. so many lonely women. And I don't mean that you have to be just single and lonely. Like you can be lonely in a big business corporation. You can be lonely in your family. You can be, you can have that sense of not being seen or heard. 
Yeah. When there's lots of people around you. Mm. And I so true. Back to just forgetting what really matters to you. What really matters to you. And because when you know your why, and this is in life and career and business, when we know why we're doing something, we can see the opportunities. We can see hope again, and we can see joy again. Um, I had a client yesterday that I worked with who'd gone down that hole as well and yeah, been running an autopilot, looking after her uncle, looking after her pregnant daughter, helping her son. Um, you know, like there were so many things. Being pulled on. in every direction. <laughs> and we're going to work and then starting to believe her own thoughts of, uh, you know, I'm not safe. I'm not, ha- you know, I'm lonely when I get home. And, and then you, you can't do anything because you you become exhausted with that thinking. You you actually get so tired with that thinking that you can't believe that there's hope and joy anymore and, and no options, no opportunities. So that's what I love because I know what that feels like. I know deep in my heart. And I, I love seeing women get the aha and make a courageous decision and expand their comfort zones then and take those little actionable steps that help them, you know, start moving into a place of clarity and, and finding mm. and strength. You know, because something I always say is every single one of us on this planet is going to have to make a courageous decision in our life, right? We, we're, yes. we're going to have to do that at some stage. It's, Absolutely. So we forget what that strength is within us. Mm. We've always got that. Yeah. And I think we get we, we get so caught up in um, the things that still scare us that we don't realise we, we can still make courageous decisions because the other ones that are way far are the ones that keep us like in that little comfort space, don't they? So I'm imagining a lot of people listening to this right now are connecting with what you're saying because I know I've connected with what you say in terms of that feeling like you're just, you know, treading water and you, you know, like if someone asks you, how do you feel? And you can't even connect with that because you've, you're, you're holding it all together and you suddenly think, gosh, I'm going to burst into tears if someone really probes me. That's yeah. a really bad sign, isn't it? That's a really bad red flag. If we're, if we're hanging in there and if someone dares actually see us and ask, it's all going to brim over. And that's a bit of a warning sign for us, isn't it? If we get, we're at that point. Absolutely. And and if you're um, just wanting to go to bed or when you wake up in the morning and you go, oh, I could think of a really bad word to see. <laughs> oh, I can't it's morning. You know, yeah. like it's morning. Oh, here we go again. You know, that I can remember waking up going, no. Okay. Not again. <laughs> and, and now it's, you know, I can wake up and, and if that thought comes back, because, you know, it, it doesn't just stop. You've just got to keep weeding your garden. You know, your mind is like a garden and, and if you let it get overgrown, it's it's a big job to get it back to looking great again. But if you're constantly aware and you're picking out those weeds as they come up, like mm-hmm. catching those thoughts when you start to go there again um, is, is really powerful. And that's what I love to do when we've worked through my six-step program is to keep following up and, and keep talking about hey remember you're not your thoughts you're not what you think and and keep practicing it's just I love it I I, I, when you were just saying weed your garden in terms of your thoughts I love that process because um it is something we can control it's one of the few things we can control is our own thoughts and 
and, and yet we let them one run wild, don't we? We kind of, and you sit there and you're like, well, how did I get to this place where I've been thinking this the last 15 minutes and I've let myself go down a really bad dark hole? And so the idea of weeding your thoughts. So with that in mind, because we're not going to dive into a wonderful course that you do, but if if from our listeners we find ourselves doing that where we um, have that, like that spiraling thought and we've got to ourselves, how, how do we change that? Like how do we just do something really simple that can shift that or move it for us? Yeah, great question. Because this morning um, I was listening to a little podcast and this gentleman was saying that he was talking about those itty bitty shitty thoughts that we get yes um you know it's about awareness so change is 95 percent awareness so as soon as we can catch ourselves starting to say oh you know it never works out for me i'm i'll never make a change i'll never find that person in my life i'll never have joy then it's it is a conscious decision to go hey there's a thought hey there's a thought that's what he was saying. So it's about practicing catching yourself at those thoughts. Yeah. Like as soon as you start to feel yourself going down and believing that journey, it's it's a it's a practice to go, whoa, whoa, hang on a sec. And you know another thing I love to do is use my name. I love to say, Hey Chris, it's okay. You know, when you call your own name to yourself, yes. it's really powerful. It's a really beautiful thing to do. It's like a nurturing thing where you say to yourself, Chris, hey, hey, it's okay. I got you. You know, like you would to your little child, you know, or to your son or daughter. Mm. Oh, I love that. And I've never tried that. Yourself, it's mm. great, Sarah. It's such a beautiful thing to do. You no, know? if I wake up in the morning, my first thought is not a great one. I'll, I think, Chris, wow, come on. You are the magic today. You know, you are worthy of this beautiful day. And it's a brand new day. It's a brand new day. I love that. I love that. And I think that for many of us listening, uh, I always notice, um, I, I try and do this when I'm coaching with my clients is I try and use their name because it's something incredibly powerful that connects you with other people when, when, they, when they say your name. So if we say our name ourselves, we're probably not even used to hearing ourselves say our name, but it's probably an incredibly powerful exercise like that. So catching our thoughts before they get away from us, it's a really great idea. And um, in terms of those feelings that, um, I, and I love, I, I love some of the terms that you use because I feel very comfortable, is that we, we get ourselves into this kind of rut of work and life and this existing and um a lot of us have stepped into running our own business, which often is far harder than we ever imagined. It takes way more energy than we ever imagined because we have to wear all these hats and we have to wake up every day, be courageous, put ourselves out there and be this driving force. And there are times when you're just not feeling it <laughs> and it's really, really hard to step into those moments. And so when we're not feeling it, what should we, what should we be thinking about doing like is that the moment to kind of change things? Like, what are your thoughts on that? That's a better question. Sorry. <laughs> I love that because it's something that I've been doing lately as well. Cause well, obviously I work by myself too. And, yes. um, um, one of the things that I, um, have started to do now, I've just lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, I was just saying about when we, um, let ourselves 
every single day and we kind of we don't have that courage to show up today what what should we do should we push should we take a break should we try oh, and reframe our thoughts? Right. So I was thinking about, right, if you've got to come back to your why. And that's why finding what really matters to you, mm. if, if you can make it a little sentence, you know, you, you make that little sentence and you remind yourself why. Why am I doing this? For what purpose am I, you know, feeling this, that I've got all these hats to wear? And mm. come back to that. And I think it's really important to take a moment and stop and remind yourself, like I have to remind myself, I love what you say about setting a timer, you know, when you're working by yourself to remind yourself to get up and walk away and yeah. have a little break. I love that, you know, and, and I've been doing that. Otherwise, we just go down that rabbit hole and, and we, you know, before we know it, we're tired and exhausted as well and feel like there's no time for us. Yeah. So I feel like it's really important that you do have to know your why. You have to know what really matters to you. Make that a sentence and then put it up around you. Put it up on your um, sticky notes on the wall. You know, I've just started doing that again. Um, I love those. I have notes all across the bottom of my computer, my little motivational quotes. Um, and it's really, it's really easy um, to, like, it's really easy to get ourselves into overwhelm. And I think... Um, in some respects now, it's never been easier to run a business, but it's never been harder, I think. Like there are aspects of it that you just like, oh, the technology is fantastic and you're able to do so much automation and add so much um, simplicity, but then the demands of things like social media are relentless. So <laughs> in some respects, it's really easy. In other respects, it's really hard. And so those moments when we're feeling that overwhelm and coming back to our why, um, for for the listeners who are sitting there thinking, I don't even know what my why is. That's where someone like yourself as a coach steps in and helps us, doesn't it? Because I, I and I'll happily admit this to the listeners now, I, um, a few years ago, um, was doing a whole lot of journaling and I was doing a structured course on journaling. And every day you had to write down, um, how did you feel in your body today? So how did you feel in your body, in your heart, in your head? And I asked you questions like, how did you feel in your relationships? How did you feel sexually? How did you feel on all these things? And I remember just bursting into tears the first day because I literally couldn't answer them. I was so disconnected from myself mm. that I was like, I don't know how I, I don't know how I feel. Like, and it was, um, it was a really, really hard awakening to feel that. And so thank goodness I stayed with the journaling course because it, it, you have to push through that. And then I started to bring some awareness into my body. Like, how do I feel today? Do I feel great? Or am I just putting on my happy face? And those are really hard things, aren't they, to face? So I know if we wanted to work with someone like yourself, is that what you help us do? Oh, absolutely, right? Like I, it's so, uh, because this is what got me out of that dark place. You know, this, mm. this, the coaching that I'm doing now is helping women move from that place of, uh, you know, I don't know what matters to me anymore. You know, I'm so busy looking after everybody and doing everything. I don't know me. Yeah. What really matters. And she's just there, you know, she's just there in our heart and we just need to learn how to reconnect. And a mm. whole part of my journey is helping women unearth those unconscious conditioned thoughts that we have um, and all of that withholding of love that we do for ourselves, you know, that one, I'll be happy when, or I'll start the gym when I lose 10 kilos, I'll, you know, do that 
change that career when I feel better. You know, it's like all of those things that we stop ourselves from doing. It's, yeah, so that it, it's about a love helping women get those aha mm-hmm. moments. So, yeah, you know what really matters to you now. You know? Exactly. And you just used the term, and I'm not sure everyone's heard of it, because, because when I first started working with you, you started using this phrase, and I was like, oh, I'm great at that to myself, but they're withholding love. And I don't even know, um, when I'd heard you use it, and obviously we've been working with you, I was like, I don't even know if us as women realise that we do that because um, it's something that we're, it's so conditioned into us. And that whole, um, like you say, I'll join the gym when I lose 10 kilos or I'll put myself on a dating app when I've got my hair and makeup done and I feel great and I can take a photo of myself. And all these things that we do to withhold love from ourselves we do it so much in our day, so much we hold ourselves back from it. It's really hard, isn't it? Yes, yeah. And and we never see that as a withholding of love from ourselves, right? Like mm. it, it's like I'll love you when, I'll love you if, um, but we do it to ourselves. Yeah. We withhold love from ourselves um, in the mistaken thought that that will motivate us to do something, you know? Does that so, make it's, sense? It's, it's brutal. It's, it's the whole carrot and stick and we're using a stick yeah. on ourselves instead of carrot. Um, yeah. And I think, again, um, society also conditions us to believe that we have to be these perfect women and if we're not, then we're not worthy of their love of ourselves. And it's it's really hard. This conditioning is really hard. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why I wanted you on here, Chris, because the work that you do is so important and I think particularly for us as women who live with juggling all the balls and trying to be this notion of perfection that doesn't exist is so it's so crushing sometimes and um I, I I'm really excited so for all my listeners Chris has a course as well that you can do and um, I'm actually enrolled in the next round for it, which I'm really looking forward to because um wherever we are in our journey um to love ourselves or discover ourselves or connect with that girl um, that you say is in there that I don't know where she is. It's really important that we can get some help on that journey. So Chris, if people would like to work with you and just for all my listeners, all of the links for Chris's website, um, her socials will all be in the show notes, which are on my website. So um, please refer back to those. But Chris, if we wanted to come and work with you, what does that look like? Oh, well, I have a um, an eight week program that we work through um, in mean, and it's I, I call it six. It's a six six step program, but it's eight weeks because I want to give. I want to make sure that towards the end that you're really getting everything that we've talked about, and you get that extra support. So it's a journey that we go on to learn how to dream again. So we've got to know what we really want in life and really find that why. And then we look at you know all those beliefs and that withholding of love that stop us from achieving those. And then we'll look at you know, what you already have within you, you know, where that courageous woman who made those courageous decisions, what were those strengths that were there? We, we unearth them again and, and learn how to nurture ourselves by using them. And we look at all the expectations and standards that are probably not even yours, <laughs> that, you know, you've been living up to that and are draining you of your essence that you don't even realize they're not yours. So we, we examine what are standards and expectations that are going to actually nurture and support you in a way that helps you move forward. And through all of that, we actually unearth your values. Like 
we unearth what really matters to you because that is your values. You know, your values are what really, you know, matter to you. And we make a sentence. You get a sentence that inspires you. You know, it's what sings to your soul and it gets you going. And it's yours. It's yours. It's not anybody else's. It's not your family's. It's not your community's. It's not your workspace. It's it's who it's you. And I just love it when I see women get it. And uh, and then we okay the goods mums <laughs> and yeah look and it, it, this is this is why I feel so passionate about it because it, it's similar steps that got me out of that dark place and you know out there and you know I, I've got a book um, happening now you know I've I know offer, I'm speaking all of these things I never thought would happen for me. Mm. You know, when and I it came out of that dark place. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, um, Chris, I'm so grateful that you said yes to coming on my show. And I'm certain my listeners have loved hearing your journey and getting some really practical tips to help us just make those small changes. And to all of my listeners, um, please, I invite you to go and connect with Chris on socials and do check out her upcoming program because it's going to be really transformative for all of us that take part. And Chris, I want to, from the bottom of my heart, say thank you so much for coming on my show. I always learn from being in your space and your oh, wisdom. <laughs> same. Yeah, I'm so grateful you came into my life or I started oh. somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's been a couple of years, hasn't it? But yes, yeah. um, <laughs> delightful. Thank you again, Chris. And to all of my listeners, thank you for tuning in each and every week to The Social Circus. I'm always grateful for you and your following. And I look forward to catching you the same time next week on The Social Circus. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.